Welcome to MTG Ectoplasm, your home for spirits and spirit decks in the world of Magic the Gathering. On this episode, guess who we have in the house, ladies and gentlemen? An individual who's a friend of the show who ended up playing in a modern challenge, came in 18th place, and we're going to discuss Modern Horizons 2. We're going to talk a little bit about the deck, and we're going to talk about where, you know, spirit stands and who knows, maybe a little bit more. Do I got you excited? Do I got you titillated? I hope so. So let's get this thing started, shall we? Let's go. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me on this episode. I'm your host, Dwight, a.k.a. DeBlanco, a medium that wears an extra, extra large. You can reach out to me on Twitter at MTG Ectoplasm. Please follow. Also, MTG Ectoplasm at gmail.com. That's where you can get to me directly. That's my email. Hey, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll write you back. And also mtgectoplasm.com, where you can see my short yet extensive spirit content library. I promise it will not put you to sleep. And no, it doesn't use the Dewey Decimal System. Then let me just tell you, wherever you are listening to this podcast, do me a favor. There's, there's that like button, that follow or subscribe. You can subscribe. Trust me, there's no money being charged. But please subscribe. Do that for me. Because the hunt, the thousand plus of you listening around the world are making this your number one listen to spirit content on the planet. Maybe in the universe. All right? So, you know, we got aliens and everything, come, you know, shooting around. So, you know what, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hit that like, follow, and subscribe button. So, ladies and gentlemen, before I bring on my wonderful guest, I got to bring up an LGS. Just opened up in Hoboken, New Jersey, and it's Magnolia Gaming. Okay, in Hoboken, 79 Hudson Street, Suite 103, double L. Okay, you can find them at Facebook at Magnolia Magnolia Gaming Hoboken, or you can... Check out their website, magnoliagaming.com. Now, Mike is there. He's working. He, he's working there Monday through Friday. He's, he's busting his ass over there. Just go over there. Tell him, hey, you know what? That guy, MTG Ectoplasm, he told me to go over there and check you out. He, you know what? He'll, he'll, he'll appreciate it. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, during this time of COVID and that the fact that everything is, you know, slowly weaning down, please support your LGSs. They would have gladly appreciate it. And I'm one of the few who love my local gaming store. So with that being said, to the, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time. It is now time to bring the friend to the show, the one, the only, the incomparable. Let me open the door for him. Oh, well, obviously this door ain't working. It's locked. Let me open it, see if I can open it now. There he is, the one, the only, Dr. Katz. How you doing, Dr. Katz? Pretty good. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. You're coming up a little garbled now. I don't know what happened, but we were good before, but okay. I am. Let okay. me see. Is it better now or no? Much better. Much better. Okay. All right. So how yeah, you I'm doing, Dr. Like... Katz? How you been? How you been feeling? Pretty good overall. It's a nice Sunday here in New York. It's sunny. It's 70s. Not too hot. Yeah. Can't over complain. here. But here in Jersey, it was about the same, but muggy, and you know, I'm, I'm not too far from the Jersey Shore, as they human. say. <laughs> Absolutely. So I run out of league later, feeling good. Yeah. There you go. I haven't had you on the show in a quick minute. Uh, it's been well, almost like several months now. But uh, you mm-hmm. know what? I, I I told you. I reached out to you. I was like, listen, Modern Horizons Two is coming out, and I think Absolutely. it's a moral imperative that I have one of the main people that are part of the uh, Discord group on the show. And here you are because the fact that, not just because you got into 18th place, because you know, you're a good guy, I like you, but I wanted you to share with us about that. Absolutely. Be happy to. All right. 
So what is your let me let's begin with what is your overall thoughts of Modern Horizons 2? So overall, I think it was a really fantastic set, you know. Um personally, I like it more than Modern Horizons 1 even though arguably Spirits got some better tools from Modern Horizons 1 with Force Negation, Unsettled Mariner. I just think Modern Horizons 2 injected some fuel into archetypes that were struggling like Merfolk got a few new cards. Um Affinity Is, is seeing some play hardened scales made first place in one of the challenges last week i think it was living um, end yep living end yep with um the shardless asia and then even even azurus control got some pretty strong new cards which like on one hand i'm happy to see because like azurus control is struggling it was mostly esper control but um it's a little little um unfortunate because some of their cards are good against us so right. no, <laughs> and we have a good matchup against control but we, we still do but they have more ways to fight with us i guess i could say the one that actually surprised me was ad nauseum i was like really ad nauseum oh back? yeah yeah i forgot about that because they got that new tutor card yes profane tutor i can yeah and if people were like oh ad nauseum's dead once simian spirit guy got banned but no it's seeing a seeing a real comeback yeah shame on you for shame on all of you out there that like poo-pooed <laughs> that I know and deserted the deck. Exactly. It's it's me personally I think this is the best l- let me just tell you this is one of the sets that I, I I can't believe I'm stupefied that came out and the fact that you know I'm doing a worst of the worst five and it was really hard for me to come up with the worst five. It it wow. really it was really difficult. Now for me as a spear player, I like I love the tribe. As I explained to on my last episode, to me it was like Christmas morning, everybody got all the wonderful gifts and I got socks in the door. Yeah, It's like, oh, It come on. It was that way for us. Yeah. But you know what? You know what? We we have to, you know, look to the people in need. I hate to say it's like yeah, exactly. I I'm, I, get, I feel yep. like I'm high on the hog over here like, yeah, I'm driving a Tesla, I'm having this, this and then it's like, yeah, things are great and like What do you mean you're giving to them? No, 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 give to me. Give to me. No, I, I shouldn't be that way. <laughs> yeah, I know. We we get we get jealous. Like, well, it's funny because prior to Mountain Horizons 2, I want to say I was looking at the meta share spirits saw more play than humans, more play than goblins, more play than um merfolk. Like merfolk was really struggling. It was like barely saw any play and now, you know, I was checking it out yesterday in the past week, merfolk and humans are right up near the top. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right. Good for you guys, you know, like Innistrad's around the corner. Enjoy your time in the shine. Yeah, like well, uh, <laughs> your time to shine, like the ghosts are coming back. So, well, what I found interesting is that spirits itself was it got to a point where it was like below one percent, and I was like, no, 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 guys, we're the best tribe here. We have Doctor Quella kicking ass, uh, oh, yeah. doing Bant and, and Azorius. There is no excuse why we should be like hiding no 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 we these are ghosts we're we're up from front we're we're here to you know shake some chains and go boo get out of here absolutely so i i you know i so far i love the meta well before we get into the meta it, it's just uh you know i think tribal it, it's a great thing for tribal we're think i we're not seeing uh what the 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 plague guy the plague uh, engineer yeah plague engineer we're not seeing that bad boy uh mm. as much as we were Where before I think this is a wonderful time. Now let me ask you, uh, which card stood out to you uh, right now, and which cards do you think will make the biggest impact in the format in modern? Sure. Um, well, the best cards, in my opinion, like kind of off the bat, like when the set was being spoiled and everyone was looking at it, it was like, all right. It was grief and solitude people were really excited about, and they were yep. thinking like, oh, the ephemeration shenanigans with grief, you know, like you can exile a black card, play it, and then ephemerate it, and then force your thoughts to use your opponent twice, and then do it again on the next turn, and that's strong. Um, actually got beat up by a deck like that yesterday when I was running out of league, but, but the problem with that is the deck needs to have like a good closer or a good finisher. Otherwise you discard your opponent's cards, you put them into top deck mode. Then it's like, you just have a three, two and that's good, but it wasn't like as powerful as people thought. Maybe that'll change in time. But one interesting card um, that people were looking at and were like, yeah, it looks pretty good, but it's seeing a lot of play now is Urza saga. Yep. That's Urza everywhere. saga yep. everywhere. Enchantment land. Yeah. It's the one that <clears throat> makes a colorless mana. In turn two, you can tap it, pay two, and make a construct. 
that's equal power and toughness equal to the number of artifacts you control, and then turn three, um, you sacrifice that, and you can search for any artifact that's zero or one mana, just put it onto the field. So that's a strong card. I'm very strong card. If there's anything that is in the discussion for bands, it's probably that. Mm-hmm, um, I agree. I 100% agree. you get so much value off the land. In fact, um, I lost my chance to go into top eight against that card because... I was facing Hammer Time, mm. and they mm. had like a pretty wide board. They had Urza Saga, they had Constructs, they had like something equipped to the hammer, and I played Shackle Guys, and I was like, I think I, I got this game. You know, I'm just going to tap down all their creatures, stall a little bit, play a Lord, attack. Like, Shackle Guys is a house against that deck. Um, so, turn three, they sack Urza's. Urza Saga, and I'm like, all right. And then they just put Pithing Needle into play, and I had Chalice on one. Oh. So I was like, wait, like, how are they able to do that? But they didn't cast Pithing Needle, they just put it on the field, then they named Shackle Guys. So I couldn't use his ability anymore. Oh, that's so sucks. I was like I was like, Oh god, that's bad. That's all <laughs> no more tapping. Now I have to deal with their, their guys and I can't block those things. Well, there's a part of me that was like, Maybe we could use this in spirits and I'm like you know, we, maybe we can get the, the, the uh, what the hell is this, the Chalice of the Void, maybe Aether Vile, but then realistically I'm like I'm I'm pulling on strings here. There's no way spirits yeah. can use it. I mean, you could. You could have Vile, Chalice, and have that card, and then you have these three, three constructs. But, like, I look at it like the day that tribal decks, like spirits, humans, merfolk, start playing it because we play other Vile, I think that's like, all right, this card's too strong. Like, mm-hmm. if we're playing it, like, something's wrong. Like, we shouldn't be playing this card. You know, like, if... Not, it's not made for us. It's made for these artifact-heavy decks. Well, we could, you know, there's the one card that I'm, I'm a big fan of is the Esper Sentinel, and we could put that in our deck. And oh, we can That's fetch, true. we can fetch it with the Urza Saga. Just, just throwing it out there. If any brewers out there want to brew, and take that idea with the Esper Sentinel and the Urza Saga in our uh, in the white blue, I'd say yeah, go with the white blue build. Yeah, humbly try it, please. Let me know how it works. Absolutely. The other, the other cards I think were really good. Um, Shardless Agent, oh, uh, which I expect, briefly mentioned. I expect that one end, to be right? banned, too. I expect that one 100% to be banned. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, we'll see. I kind of hope it doesn't get banned if it was a cool card, but I could see how it maybe could. I mean, it's definitely good for living. And then the last card, which I'm not going to try pronouncing, is <laughs> Esmo. The Esmerano. 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 whatever. Should I bring my wife out here so she can pronounce it for us? Because she, <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my, she did our last 10 the other night, and she she actually pr- pronounces very well. Esmerano, Mardika, Kadisti, not cool, the car. Oh, God. Yeah, Again, God bless me. Yeah, I have a bad, hard time doing the shout-out section and then pronouncing our fellow Japanese players, and I'm trying to pronounce this. Get out of here. No. I know. I, I think um, it's funny. You, I think the story behind that card was Mark it's Rosewater was putting out cards and his cat walked over the keyboard or something, something like that. Really? Yeah, something. That's what I heard. Yeah, no. and, then, like, it, and then he's like, oh, let's make it a card. No, uh, what, I, the I story what I heard is there's a guy out there on YouTube. He calls himself the Magic Historian. I don't know if you ever seen this guy. He's, he's from Canada. A very, very comical young man. I call him young, even though we're probably the same age. And according to him, there is an alpha card with this person's name on it. And they had to sign an agreement with the demon to be their chef. And she went to the underworld to work several years for seven years. And that if he satisfied, if she satisfied his hunger, that she would release him. So before she would go, she would create a cookbook to leave for the demon so other demons could cook for him. Oh. So that's, that's the alleged story. I'm, uh, that's, that's what the, 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 the magic historian said. I'm sticking with I believe what he it. said. That's funny. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a very odd story. Yeah, I knew, I knew she had something to do with like demons or hell, just the art and the kind of flavor she has looks kind of strange. She's badass. She is. So you were talking ah, about her specifically. You said you've seen her in decks currently? She's in a few decks. Um, there's a deck that people have kind of um, cutely named Food Gak, which is you use her Underworld Cookbook, <laughs> you make a bunch of food tokens. And there's a card that was in Throne of Eldrain, Feasting Troll King. If you sacrifice three foods, you bring it back from the graveyard, and it's a 7-6 Trample. And you can do that turn two. 
So it's kind of like you play her, or you discard like a street wraith or something. You play her, you get underworld cookbook, you make a bunch of foods, you get this back. So it's kind of like Hogak in a sense because mm-hmm. it's a turn two seven six trampler, um, which admittedly is scary. I think the biggest problem with that deck is it's a little bit inconsistent, but it does seem powerful. Um, that's another deck that people were like, "Whoa, this deck's really good," kind of like a dredge type of deck. Right. No, I, it's kind of funny you bring up the feasting troll. I ended up getting three of those in the pre-release for throwing Eldrain, drain, and I'm like, I'm never going to use these things because they're absolute trash. Now it's like, okay, fine, I'm trading these bad boys in. I know they'll probably if this deck becomes popular, I can see them going up in price. I hope so. Please, you know? Lord, mm-hmm. let us be good, but let spirits be able to kick its ass. That's all I ask. Humbly, Absolutely. humbly ask. Absolutely. Now, if you, I don't know if you've seen Andre Seguera, the spirit master friend of the show, he mm-hmm. actually was to, he actually did an episode on Asmorano. That's what I'm going to call her, Asmorano, uh, okay. because I'm not going to butcher her name all over again. <laughs> but he did an yep. episode on, on Asmorano, so if you're listening to the show, please check out Andrzej Seguera, the Spirit Masters uh, YouTube. You'll see an episode on this. You're not, you're not going to be disappointed. Great, great episode about how ridiculous this card is. Very powerful. No, was there anything else that you saw in the format, or you were just like, mm, that's it? Those are the big ones. Um, I think those are the standouts. Another another one I think is interesting is Territorial Kavu, which is a red-green two-mana creature, and its power and toughness are equal to the number of basic lands you control. Mm. So the strategy with this card is turn one, you fetch a triome, so like one of the mountain... Island oh, wow. slash swamps. And turn two, you just play a shock land, play it, boom, five five, turn two. So Wow, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, it's it's and it's seeing playing a deck now that's similar it's called Domain, because okay. they use all five colors, um, but it's also like a zoo deck. So they play that. They play um what else? Oh, Scion of I think it's Scion Dragon, Scion of Urza. Scion of Draco. Sign of Draco, okay, yeah. And that's like a 4-4, four, four, 12 mana, but it costs less, I think, for each basic land you control? It or something, just costs like two less to cast for each basic land type among lands you control. Yes. So with five lands, that's a two mana 4-4. Four, four. Like, you know, so you can just play this. So so basically, you play these creatures, and it's like, here's a 5-5, five, five, here's a 4-4. Four, four. And then, like, I was facing a deck that had Scourge in that, so, like, here's a Scourge, and I was thinking, oh, man, this deck's going to be hard for Spirits. They're going to beat me up. But actually, I was able to crush them pretty handily with a combination of Apparition, some of their threats, and then they Shackle guys start tapping their stuff, play a few Lords. We get even bigger than them, um, which is a good feeling. And then they just conceded the game, so. Very nice. It's a, yeah, it's a very aggressive deck, though. Definitely mm-hmm. something to look out for. Now let me ask you: Is there do you see? Is there any sleepers? Any sleeper cards that, you know, we as the, I guess not not only spirit community but the modern community go, hmm, you got to keep an eye out on this bad boy. I think there are. Yeah, I I was looking at the questions uh, because I kind of reviewed them before the podcast and I thought about this a lot. One card I really think is a sleeper is Thrasta, the dinosaur. Um, <laughs> It's, um, I'm sorry, I'm laughing. Name, yeah, like I almost put this on the worst list because nobody's using it. But no one's I, playing it. But yep. I know how powerful this card is. It's like allegedly uh, to uh, I forget the people who probably tested this. You can like now maybe win by turn two or three with this card. Yes. Yep. And I'm Absolutely. like I'm I'm trying to figure out how to do it, but I'm sitting here like nobody's playing this card. Like it's stupid good. It's very good. That's what it is. Thrasta Tempest Roar. So the thing that makes this card so powerful, I think, is it's 12 mana, which you're never going to pay, obviously. But it's three less for each other spell you cast. So if you cast two mana Morphos, you can play this thing for six mana. If you cast two mana Morphos and a Lavatar, all right, now it's going to be down to three mana. And if you can like kind of play this on the right type of deck, like a Storm thing... Um, Enters the battlefield, has haste, 7-7, seven, seven, hexproof the turn it comes down, so just chunk you for 10. Um, you can't interact with it, you can't path it, you can't tap it. Um, I think 
once they find a deck for this, like it's going to be really good. Like it could be put into elves if you're playing Harry's Druid and going wide with elves, playing a bunch of elves, and you drop this thing as a finisher. It could be played in some type of storm deck, maybe Gruel Prowess, some type mm-hmm. of green red prowess. I think, I think the spell hasn't been found yet, but I think this card's very powerful. I, I think it will it will see play at some point. I 100% agree with you. That's to me. That's that's definition of a sleeper right there. All day. Absolutely. 100%. The one the one I think people are sleeping on is the uh, Murktide Regent. It's the uh, Blue Dragon. Oh, yes. That's a good one, too. Uh, no, yeah, nobody's talking about this card. It's like maybe $2, $2.50. I'm like, I'm, I'm about to beg the wife. Like, Listen, can I have some like change, some $10? Yeah. Gonna... This card is interesting. It's the, it's the flyer that has Delph, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, so... It's so Tombstalker, it's Tombstalker was, or Tombwalker, something like that, but in blue. Yeah, similar, yep. And people are like, oh, Tombstalker didn't see play. This thing's not good. But, like, I was watching um, another content creator, Doomwake, play an Is It Delver deck. And he played this card in it. And it looked very, very good. Um, he would just exile, like, three or four spells. Like, turn two or turn three, two mana, seven, seven flyer. Like, very strong. Um, I think this card will see play. It might see playing Grixis Shadow. I, th- I think it's a matter of time before people kind of figure out how to work this card, too. There's actually one more you, you made me just think of that I think people are kind of sleeping on, too, that I think is very good. Um, and my brother plays this. It's called Dragon's Rage Channeler. Yes, the uncommon. Oh, everybody's yep. talking about this card. You can't, you can't find this anywhere. It's like, unfortunately, I went to eBay, and unfortunately, I had to pay like $2.50 per, which is stupid, but holy crap. Holy crap. Yeah, it's, the, it's like a red Delver. It's like yes. a 1-1. Yes. And, and it, he, he, my brother plays Racto Shadow, um, and he just took out all the Bomat Couriers he had, put in this card, and did phenomenal. And 4-1 yesterday in a league. This card is extremely powerful. Like, you get to scry with surveil every turn if you're casting instants or sorceries or any non-creatures. Like, it's pretty easy to turn on, too. You can play a bobble. You can play a Thoughtseize. You can Fatal Push something, you know. It's it's very strong. I, I think this card will eventually see a decent amount of play as, like, just a really powerful one-drop in Modern. Well, currently it's in the uh, Boros... Uh, the, the one- Prowess? Yes, 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 because it's with the Lumimancer. It's yes. So, I mean, like, are you kidding me? It's got this, got the Lumimancer. It's got all these other cards. Oh, my God, it's, the Boros just got better. I know, mm. absolutely. It's a good, good card. I think that card, like, just the fact that it fixes your draws, it's relatively easy to turn on. It's a 3-3. Three, three. It has evasion. Um, very strong. Okay. Yeah. I think I mean, that's mostly it. I mean, the other card I would think about, but I don't know how slept on is his Thought Monitor. It's an affinity card. Um, I hear a lot of affinity players talking about it. It's a seven mana card. It's six generic and one blue. Um, it's a 2-2 flyer, and when it enters the battlefield, you draw two cards. Mm-hmm. But it has affinity for artifacts. So if you have seven artifacts out, which is not that hard to do with affinity, you play a one mana 2-2 flyer, draw two. You can equip it with cranial plating and hit someone for like nine or ten in the air. I think that card's going to see a lot of potential too. Well, if Watsy's paying attention and listening to the show, can we get something like this, but with you know affinity for spirits? <laughs> just, just saying. Yeah, just saying. However many spirits you have out, it's cheaper, and yeah. then you play it. And- I, 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 that's cool. I, you know, between you know, just saying, you know, Gavin, Gavin Varhi, if you're listening. Uh, uh, Rosewater, just just throwing it out, humbly throwing it out there. There you go, there you go, draw two. You know, to better than drawing one. That's all I'll say about that. Like the other sleeper card that I saw, that nobody's talking about. That I I have to say, you know, the also friend of the show. He's my personal mentor, uh, Nikachu, MTG, the the Merfolk Master, Prismatic Ending. Oh my God, this card is amazing. Oh, God. Amazing. Yeah, I, I have a love-hate relationship with that card. Well, you played against you played against this card. I did. Yeah. Oh, please um, tell me about it, please. So, so I was playing Vant Spirits against Azorius Control, and normally really good matchup. Spirits beats up on Control, so like you turn one vial, 
they can't really do anything about it. You know, you turn one Hierarch, it's like, are you going to path to exile my Hierarch? I don't care. You know, I get a land from that. That's the point of the card. So, so I play a Vile. I pass to them. They shock. And I'm like, huh, maybe we're opting. Prismatic ending my Vile. It's gone. <sighs> don't, get any, don't get anything from it. You don't get a land. You don't get to draw. Nothing. Just gone. I'm like, okay, well, Vile's gone. Let's, let's play Hierarch then. I was going to Vile it in, but whatever. Play Hierarch. Prismatic ending it. Gone. Don't get a land, nothing. I'm just like, damn, you know, like, <laughs> I guess I have to play fair. No mana ramp for me. Uh, I mean, I, I end up being able to win, but like, that's what I was talking about. I think Azorius Control got some new tools that are good against us because that card, just a flat out exile. Um, and the other card they got was Solitude, which mm. like, they'll be tapped out and you're like, all right, they don't have any removal. Uh, like they're tapped out. Nope. They got solitude. They still have removal. They can play. Yeah, it's it's free. According to what I heard from the people that were designing this, basically it was an instant to begin with. And because it was too powerful, they had to put it at sorcery speed. Thank God. (laughs) You know, I mean, that's all I can say. Really? Well, it's funny because, yeah, it was an instant, and they said it was hands down the best removal spell in all of modern, like, not even a comparison. On one hand, I would love that because I'd probably play it in Spirits and it'd be like a better path to Exile in a lot of cases. Um, especially against Prowess. Just Exile the creatures okay, and well, they get nothing. I was going to ask you about that. and I think I think that's the next question. I, I really think I was going to ask you is what cards do you see that will benefit Spirits? And which version of Spirits do you think will help? Like, will it help? Like, what cards do you think that you see that's going to help out Azorius or Bant or Mono Blue Snow? Sure. So there's a few cards I was interested in when the site came out. Um, Prismatic Ending we just talked about. I think that would probably fit best in an Azorius shell, but actually it might even be better in Band because the way Prismatic Ending works is when you cast it with more than one color, you can exile something with more than one mana. So if you mm-hmm. cast it with two colors, exile two mana permanent. If it's three colors, three mana. Um, so Band could conceivably, you know, pay pay three colors and exile, like, I don't know, a Teferi Time Raveler or um, another three-mana threat. And against Prowess, they just use one of their mana to exile something. Um, I think it could see playing Azorius, too. So I think that's a card that has potential I just um, wish that over, you, over Path. I just wish, personally, that they would allow us to use Colorless as part of that. Just, just Yeah, just, yeah, just I know. Just that out there. Just. Yep. It'd be easier. It'd be easier for us, but that would also be scary for other decks, too. <laughs> Um, and then other than that, I would say Suspend is an interesting one. Suspend is a card. I, I just got so tired of giving my opponents lands with Path to Exile. I wanted to test Suspend, and I haven't got around to testing it yet, but that would definitely be great in a Mono Blue Spirit shell, because okay. um, they don't have access to Path to Exile. Could see playing Azorius. Um, maybe. Um, it's kind of like if you can exile something like a Stormwing, after it comes down, then you have two turns to attack the prowess player with flyers, and hopefully you can kill them before the storming comes back. But it's it's scary because the creature comes back with haste. So it's like if you exile like a death shadow or a scourge of the sky cleaves, and you're like, all right, it won't be back for a couple turns. Then when it comes back, it's like here it is attacking you now. So mm-hmm. it's um a medium on that card. I want to test it. I think it has potential. I think I saw Merfolk playing it in a couple of their lists, mm-hmm. uh, recent 5-0s and leagues. Um, well, but I don't know if it'll be good enough for us compared to Path. Now, if you're listening to the show and you're practicing with this card, remember, you may want to play this on your opponent's turn. So you have free ter- two free turns to... Yeah. So the way it works is the opponent's upkeep. So so if you exile at any time after their upkeep on their turn, the creature doesn't come back their next turn, but the following turn of theirs. Okay. There you go. So yeah, you want to play it on your opponent's turn or else like you're not getting the full benefit. Um, it can save your own creatures too, mm-hmm. you know, which is not irrelevant if you don't mind them come back later. The issue with that is like I was watching Nikachu play Merfolk and he was like, This card's actually pretty good. I'm saving my Merfolk, but like with spirits I don't really want to exile my Queller and give them their card back and then bring them back later when well, I was thinking, the timing's wrong. Well, I was thinking you could do that with, uh, what the hell is this, uh, Teferi Time Raveler? You know, have, you know. That's true. Put them on the board, then next to you know, you're using that, and all of a sudden it's like, 
Oh, no, no, it, it does nothing, sir. Good day. Yeah, you don't get your card back. Yeah, people were talking about that. Yeah, for control, potentially. And um, just think about that with Skyclave Apparition, do the same thing. Oh, it comes back two turns later. Oh, I'll get this bad boy now. Yeah, that's true. There are some synergies there, absolutely. Other cards, I'd say um, Sanctifier and Vec is a decent sideboard card. That is the two-mana 2-2 two, two, that exiles all black and red cards from your opponent's graveyard and then has protection for black and red as well. So now, excellent card against Dredge. Uh, um, uh, what's Dr. Dr. Queller was using this in his sideboard, and you were telling me, Dr. Katz, that you were using this on your sideboard as well. I was, yeah. Um, in the challenge, I had two of them, and unfortunately, I didn't run to any matchups, so they were relevant because I didn't face Dredge. I didn't face, like, Rakdos, Midrange, Rakdos, Shadow. I faced Living End, but the issue with Living End is it hits some of their stuff, like Street Wraith and Desert, Ceradon, whatever the card is, but, like, there are other creatures. Hello, Dr. Katz, you there? But I think I would rather just force negation the living end itself or put Chalice in zero so they can't play it. Okay. Um, but it was a decent card, yeah. In the right meta, I think that card will definitely be a good card to have in our toolbox. Okay. Um, and other than that, I would say, and I haven't got around to testing these two, but Subtlety and Solitude. Um, I'm waiting two. for somebody to play this. I think Andre Zagara today is going to actually... I think He's he, excited about it, yeah. He put four Subtlety in... Azoria Spirits. Yeah, he, no, allegedly he's doing a stream today, Sunday, uh, which is June 13th. He's actually allegedly going to be doing a stream playing with Subtlety. Uh, um, and uh, what's this other card? Uh, the one you talked about, Suspend. Solitude? Oh, Suspend. He's yep. going to do both of those in that deck. I'm curious to see how that pans out. Yeah, I mean, I don't like the idea of card disadvantage, like pitching one of my Spirits to Subtlety, but... You can cast it, you know, it's four, I think it's four mana, so if you flash it in, it's 3-3 three, three flyer, and then you put the opponent's Titan on top, or their, their Planeswalker or something, it's pretty good. The, the I way think it I, has potential. The way I look at this card, it to me, it's, oh, when I first saw it, I, like, in my play group, I poo-pooed the hell out of this card, because I was like, are you oh, kidding yeah. me? You, you put it in the library, well, they can tutor it, and I'm like, realistically, how many times are people in games truly tutoring? For, you know, stuff that you've already played. It's very rare. Absolutely. But the, the fact that, you know, it comes into play, fine. It, we basically put it in your library. And it, not, mind you, it can do our card too, which is beneficial as well to save a creature. Mm -hmm. You know, put it on top. But the fact that, oh, at instant, P, instant speed, flash, it has flying, just like all the spirits do. And it's a 3-3. Three, mm -hmm. three. So the only drawback with this card realistically it's that it's an elemental incarnation, not a spirit. If this was a spirit, it, we would, all of us would be like, great job, wizards, we love you. You know what I mean? We'd be sending <laughs> yeah, you're probably flowers. right. I mean, it's four mana, which is a little hefty, but you're right. Like, um, we can cast it for four, or if we're in a, in a pinch, like someone's playing against Titan with Cavern of Souls, and we just like, we'll just stall. Let's just deal with that next turn. You know, we can mm -hmm. just play this and put it back on top. Now, the, the only part that you, I 100% agree with you, and you and I have discussed this before the uh, show, is the card disadvantage. Like, hands yep. down, this is something that Spirits has a huge problem with. Huge problem. That's why I'm, I, the, the S percent, no, you'll keep on hearing me say this, should have been a Spirit. I wish it was a Spirit. This is a thing that I'm praying that Watsi's listening and makes this a damn Spirit or gives us something comparable or equal to so we can use because we need that card advantage because otherwise than that we're we're just twiddling our thumbs nearly when we should be claiming victory mm -hmm. yeah, we don't really have any i mean like our card advantage comes from tempo it's like we don't have any direct draw you know like apparition exile is one of their creatures and we get a body or color quell some we get a body rattle chains counters a spell essentially and we get a, a creature from it so like we have ways to kind of like generate that but but not we don't have any, like, flat-out, like, let's draw a card, let's draw two cards, let's scry. I'd even take a scry at this point. You know, Amen. we have no way to, we just have the mercy of our draws, and we have no way to fix that. No, it's, you know, until, it, you know, until once he realizes, maybe he'll come out in Modern Horizons 3. Who knows? Perhaps. Yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll end up getting the, the Azorius 
Horizon Land that we've been desperately oh wanting my God, and needing. No, I'm so frustrated. I wanted that card. I like I wanted that to be in Minor Horizons too. I was like, I was like why did you they, print that? They were like fetch lands. So nice. We're gonna give you enemy fetch lands. I'm like, screw the enemy fetch lands. <laughs> screw the hell out. I don't need no enemy fetch lands. What are you talking? Get out of here with that mess. Give me the Horizon Lands. My friends are like, shut up, Dwight. Shut the hell up. What are you talking about? You're a freaking moron. <laughs> finish the horizon cycle i know yeah, maybe he's... maybe they'll do it this year in some other random set hopefully watsy if you're hearing i'm just saying kevin varhe you know uh, rosewater hello just saying we, we got a exactly. large spirit base here listening it creates a little bit of an imbalance you know because like a deck like boros burn has the red white land so it's perfect for their mana they can sack it to draw we don't have that you know we have to play like waterlogged grove or horizon canopy and Sometimes that can be awkward. We yeah, don't have the right colors. Yeah, turn one, they can play their Ragavan, and turn two, they can, you know, you know, fetch for whatever, you know, search, you know, draw a card with Ragavan, use the treasure that they used for whatever. Come on. Come on, man. Not fair. Yeah. Not fair. I call shenanigans. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, uh, since you put, were, were there any cards? Let me ask you. Were there any other cards that you see that would actually benefit uh the spirit tribe, the all all flavors. So, in terms of Modern Horizons 2, not necessarily. I could be forgetting one or two, but not necessarily. The thing I think is interesting is there are some old spirits um, who've kind of been waiting in the wind, so to speak, that are looking better now. Um, one of them is Eidolon of Rhetoric, which says each player can't cast more than one spell each turn. Three mana card, one four enchantment creature spirit yep. um this card was already seeing a little bit of play and i was testing it in bant spirits and even azorius against prowess because it basically shuts them down entirely like you can't play stormwing now if you haven't had one out already because you can't metamorphose into it you can't flashback a lava dart if you metamorphose that's all you can do that turn it slows them down tremendously um it's also good right now against decks like living end because they play their shardless agent well, you got you see your living end. You can't even cast it. You already use your up, up your one spell. So, this card has a lot of potential to see a comeback. Um, a couple other spirits that are good right now is Kira, the Great Glass Spinner, which Amen. gives spirits protection. Amen. You yep. read my mind. Such a good card because if someone's trying to solitude us, they have to exile a white card and do it, then do it again. You know, or path then exile like. That's good. When I played my last league, I ran into a lot of Jund. Very good against Jund. Um, and the last one, which is quite a throwback, and I've never played with this card. Um, some of the other Discord mods have, like the Rift, is Kataki Wars Wage. Yeah. Yep. It, it, is, it is a 2-1, two, 2 mana spirit, and it says all artifacts have at the beginning of your upkeep. Sacrifice this artifact unless you pay one. Yep. So... Against hardened scales, mm -hmm. kind of screws them over. Affinity. Against affinity, they can't do much. Even against these food gok decks, if they have all these food artifact tokens, you have to sacrifice them. So this card's kind of a meta call, and I don't think this has seen play since Max Opal was banned. Right. Um, when affinity fell off, but this card is really cool um, and really a very specific meta call. But in the right meta, you play this turn two, and your opponent can't play Magic anymore. It's exactly. over for them. Yep. <laughs> I 100% nope. the Eidolon you surprised me on because I was like really the Kataki I was like you know like when you, because you and I talked about this like uh, old spirits coming back I'm like which ones the Eidolon you really surprised me the Kataki you surprised me on the Kira I had a feeling because the way I look at it is you have uh, Svelun of the Sky and Sea okay the uh, Murpho God yep it, it's just like it in a sense and I'll put a spin on it it's a Kira spin Okay, Be it is. because yep. the only difference is, oh, I don't get to draw a card okay, when it attacks. Other than that, basically. Very similar, yeah. They're very good at protecting the board. Well, they have to pay themselves. one. They have to pay one. No, your your spell is countered. It doesn't matter if you pay one. It's countered. It, like it's, they're each good in different situations, right? Like if someone plays Supreme Verdict, Svalun is better because everything else dies, but Svalun survives, then it can right. attack the next turn because it's indestructible. But if someone's just playing spot removal, like Fatal Push, Lightning Bolt, Path to Exile, the new Prismatic ending, like you have to waste one of your cards. So I've had games where it's like someone's like, all right, I'll Fatal Push 
like your Kira, now I'm going to lightning bolt it, flash and rail chains give a hex proof, and it's just like, oh my god, like how, how I can't kill these spirits, impossible. And that's what so, I love about spirits. Absolutely. <laughs> Best trap against removal. Amen. They know how to protect their own. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, since you played the Modern Challenge last Saturday, uh, how do you think the modern meta will shake out? There's a lot of things. I thought about this question a lot, and I think I think it's going to revolve around Urza Saga in some way, shape, or form. I think Urza Saga, probably the most powerful card from Modern Horizons 2, and any deck that can take advantage of it will be in a good place. Like Titan, I was checking as the top deck of the meta right now, in the past week at least, and they're playing four copies of Urza Saga because even if they don't have their amulet, they tutor into play turn three, and then whatever... Um, lands they have, you know, the come in tapped and then untap and then bounce a land, all that. They can just go off. So they're kind of guaranteed to hit like a turn three, turn four Titan every game. Like I said, Affinity can take advantage of that card, Harden Scales, um, even the Food Gak decks with Asmorando. Um, if I was saying that right, and even the shorter yes, yeah, Asmorando. Asmorando, um, that can take advantage of it. So I think I think we're going to see decks revolve around that. I think Asmo Food will be good. Um, I think Titan will be good, Scales. I, I think Urza uh, might come back in a big way. And I'm, I, no one's really built a deck around Urza yet, the Lord High Artificer from Modern Horizons 1, but I think if someone likes Urza, they could find a shell. Allegedly. Urza, Urza Saga, you know. Allegedly Lantern Control may be coming back. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'm just throwing that out it. there. I've heard, I've I've heard, heard stories, yeah. I've heard yeah. unicorns. Out, the unicorn is that yep. Lantern Control, it's out there. And it's magically walking through the forest, and we see glimpses, and then it disappears. Then there's a glimpse again, and that unicorn disappears. Exactly. So, just, That's why we have Kataki Wars Wage now. All these artifact decks. We're like, no. Thank you, sweet baby artifacts. Jesus. I don't want to deal with this. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's I think, a starting point. I don't know how good the grief decks are going to be with Solitude and Grief. I think certain decks got upgrades, like Merfolk. Um, I got the obvious upgrades. Azorius Control now has Solitude and Prismatic Ending. They don't have to play with Path if they don't want to. Um, and then just other random decks like Rakdos Shadow got Dragon's Rage Channeler. Like you said, Boros Prowess got that. I think a lot of cards got a boost. And part of the reason I like Modern Horizons too is most of the decks that got a boost, like Affinity, Hardened Scales, Merfolk, were decks that were struggling. Mm-hmm. So like, kind of looking over, like you said, you're in your Mercedes and you see this guy is driving his Toyota Corolla like 1997 and now he's driving like a 2018 you know um, Prius and you're like yeah good for him like yeah. <laughs> you know like so <laughs> not to be too jealous like I'm a little jealous but at the same time like I said before Innistrad is this fall yeah coincidentally yeah. around Halloween you know, um, you know we we may end up getting something in Dungeons and Dragons who knows you know who anything knows? is possible yeah, anything is possible Absolutely. I, but you're right. I love the fact that Innistrad is during that, that Halloween time. That's great. I love it. It's perfect flavor. I, I know. Love, I love Halloween. Werewolves, vampires, and spirits. Oh, my. Oh, well, there's, well. Let, let's be, let's, we got to be honest with the audience. There's All we know is vampires and werewolves. That's all we know yet. We know, you know, in that world there are spirits. Let's pray that once he does better than the spirits that we saw in Kalheim and then Strixhaven. Just saying. Just Hopefully, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I did see there was a um, someone asked Mark Rosewater, like what we would expect in Innistrad, and he said, "Yes, they're focused around werewolves and vampires, but there will be spirits, there will be humans, yes, yes, like there will be zombies." And he confirmed that. So, hold on, before you continue, let me. There is a sound effect that I have on this machine that I need to play. That's for Mr. Rosewater for saying their spirits in that set. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Rosewater. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Because if not, I swear to God, I'm going to, I'm going to keep, like, I got to find that thing, the, that tweet that he said, and just add this link to it uh, and tell him how all our spirits, spirit players feel. <laughs> exactly. It's a joke. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> 100%. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm happy. The, the thing is, now will we get playable spirits? That's the next question, right? Or will we get something like we got in Modern Horizons 2? Spirit that gives other spirits flying. Mm, well, yeah. You know, the, what I was going to ask you, honestly, the next question is, like, how do you think the spirits will feel? How, how do you think spirits in this current meta is going to feel like? Like, where do you see spirits? Are, are we flying high or are we just still laying in our graves after this the shake yeah, i love that um i think we're probably flying high maybe medium-ish i mean if you look at the meta before modern horizons 2 prowess was the most popular deck which wasn't good for us you know like we, we can play chalice of the void yes we can play path to exile and we can apparition some of their threats but prowess is bad is good against us because they just kill everything we have they have so many removal spells to a point where even though we're so good against removal we can struggle against them lavadar kills almost all our creatures or at least half of them um now we're seeing decks that are a little more combo centric, like Living End. Um, this Asmo Food deck is sort of like a combo deck, and I think we're good against combo decks because we have Queller to interact, we have Wander to counter spells, we have Apparition to disrupt. So against the combo part of the meta, we'll be in a good spot. Against the attrition stuff, like Grief, Ephemerate, Jund, it's medium. You know, it's not bad per se, but sometimes they just take everything from our hand, kill everything on our field, and we're just like, oh, well, that's it, I guess, you know, like, hopefully they draw a collector company, or uh, I guess that's it. But, you know, that's why we have Kira, that's why we have Selfless, that's why we have Rattle Chains. We have some ways to deal with that. Well, let me ask you, uh, uh, because uh, I'm going to be a humble and honest, okay? And to, sure. I, I can't lie to the audience. I'm a very... I love you all. You're all my friends, and I want to be sincere with you. And, Absolutely. Um, I'm an Azorius guy. Always have been, always will. And it took me a lot, honestly, a lot to get into Bant. And once I tried Bant, I'm like, holy crap, what the hell was I thinking? It, like, why wasn't I play, playing Bant sooner? And then I then tried the snow build, the mono blue. And I'm like, holy crap, why wasn't I not playing this too? It's like, I, 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 get, I guess I get stuck in my lane where I don't, not that I don't like challenge, I, I change, I love change. But it's just like I get stuck in my lane and I'm like, why am I being stupid? In Spanish we say pendejo. So why am I being pendejo? So let me ask you, what, you know, I, as much as I love Azorius, as long as much as I'm learning mono blue snow, and really enjoying Bant, which which flavor of spirits do you think is going to stand out? I see Dr. Queller out there with the Bant. He's really enjoying this Bant build. But he is, and it's, it's hard to say, you know? Like, I've thought about this, and I think Bant's probably better because Coco's obviously good if someone's trying to one-for-one us, right? You know, we can we can just play two creatures, and then we start to get card advantage again. That is kind of card advantage Coco is. Um, well, it is, directly. It just puts creatures in the field. And then, against combo decks, having to turn two Queller is real good, you know? Um, if someone tries to cast something, like if someone's not casting Esmerando turn one, because they don't have access to it, and they're able to play their Underworld Cookbook and then cast it turn two, and they draw into it or something... Quelling, it's really good. Shuts down most of their game plan. Yep. Um, or Quelling an Underworld Cookbook. So I think Bant's probably better. But in some ways, in a weird way, I've had more success with Azorius, even versus, like, John. And I think it's because I've got two Moreland Haunts in my list, and maybe because I'm just more used to it. You know, it might be a practice thing. I, I'm Like you, I'm an Azorius guy. You know, like, I generally play Azorius, and... I think maybe being a little bit out of practice with Bant, um, I tend to do better with Azorius. Like I was, I took Azorius through the challenge, um, but I'm not sure. It's hard to say. Mono Blue Snow. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't played the deck. I imagine it is a little more counter spell heavy. Um, it can play counter spell now very well, which the other well. decks have a hard time playing counter spell. Believe it or not, you know, you think a, a predominantly blue deck would be able to play it, but. We have cards like Cavernous Souls. We have cards like Moreland Haunt. We have Basic Planes. What sounds you know, weird we, is that double blue. It sounds weird to say that because we have the double. We have the double white with Skyclave apparition, yep. but it's that double blue that just really holds us back. And it's like, as 
like I'm a person who started I started playing 20 plus years ago when Counterspell was not everything. And I'm thinking I'm like when I heard this and I'm like, "Yeah, Counterspell's back in Nixon." I'm like, "But it's going to suck in spirits." No. <laughs> It's like, I mean, you can play it. I think Andre Cigar changed the mana base around. Oh, he did. He changed it online and, and tried like a, a different counter spell build. But you have to really. It, one of the hard things is think if you think about this, if you want to cast Apparition, which is double white, and counter spell, which is double blue, like you need to have a lot of like shock lands or lands mm-hmm. that have two blue and white. Trying to do both is pretty difficult. Yep. Um, Whereas, like, Kira, you know, Kira's double blue. Yeah, but we have Cavernous Souls. Exactly. Like, you know, Cavernous Souls can cast Kira. I can't cast Counterspell, so... You have Aether Vial. You know, the, those, exactly. those those two things come in handy. You know, we don't have an Aether Vial for... Counterspell. Counterspells. Or lane. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, yeah, Mono Blue Spirits could take advantage of Counterspell. It could probably take the best advantage of Suspend. Um, but then you lose stuff like Queller and Apparition, and Draxco Captain. It's probably more low to the ground. So, I don't know. I mean, it could be good. I, I think Bant will probably be the best. Um, but sometimes, one of the issues with Bant um, is you dud out. Like, you have a hand where it's like, Vile, Noble Hierarch, and a couple spirits, and you just draw another Vile, then another Noble Hierarch, then another Vile, and then you cast Coco, and you're like, all right, well, it's Coco. Oh, it's all lands. Oh, well, that's not good. You know, <laughs> Coco did nothing. So, like... You run into some consistency issues sometimes. Like, Coco feels so good when you're hitting, like, double Drog Skull Captain, and you have a Hexproof Army or Apparition, but then you have times where you're, like, Coco, and it's just like, oh, there's just an Oval Hierarch on top and five lands? Like, all right. <laughs> like, that's bad. You know, so so it's kind of... that. That's one of the things I get frustrated with, man, when I use Coco and I completely whiff, or I hit, like, a Vile and a Noble Hierarch and nothing else. It feels really bad. <laughs> I hear you. I definitely hear mm-hmm. you. Now, with this being said, we're we're near the end of the show. I know people are sad. They're disappointed. I, <laughs> you know, they, uh, I love our discussions. Really, it's very thorough, very interactive, very knowledgeable. Love interviews like this. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. I love being on here and talking about it. We got to do this more often. I, th- I, you know, absolutely. If I could do every <laughs> set with you, I would love that. So let me let me ask you. The next question I have. Modern Horizons 1 and 2 came out. And uh, they've been, you know, very good sets. For, well, let's, let's say 1 was better for Spirits, 2 really wasn't, you know, has some stuff we can use and stuff that we can bring back. If there was a Modern Horizons 3, what would you like to see? Ooh, that's a loaded question. Um, well, if we're talking reprints from Legacy, I would like to see Recruiter of the Guard. It's not a card that would probably see play in Spirits, but it would see a lot of play in Death and Taxes, which is a deck I play secondary to Spirits. Um, so I would love to see that. Um, because you could... <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> because you can tutor anything in the deck. We got Imperial Recruiter, but... I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, just, pretending to, I'm just pretending to be a Spirit. Boo. Yeah, man, that's Boo. all it is. Yeah, you're just you just sounding like spirits. You're not booing me. Um, <laughs> then the other card, I mean, a new spirit would be nice. Some type of really powerful low mana spirit. Like I, I don't want a three drop. We already have Queller, Droxel, Captain, Apparition. We've got a lot of those. I would say, like, I think we talked about this before the show. A two mana spirit with flash, flying, when Andrew's battlefield draw card. That would be awesome. Like a silver gill adept for spirits. Maybe reveal a spirit you have in your hand to your opponent. Has fl- then you can flash it in draw card. So mm-hmm. that keeps the gas going. That would be a fantastic card. Um, I would say a one mana spirit. Like you mentioned, Esper Sentinel. If Esper Sentinel had flying and was a spirit, you know, or even if it was just a spirit, that would have been great. Exactly. Potentially. I mean, we no have Skyclave Apparition. Skyclave Apparition doesn't fly. I'm okay with another that has that ability where we draw, sure, in all day, yep. hands down. That It pays for itself. Yep, exactly. So, like, I think draw power would be good. Um, I think a different avenue of disruption would be interesting, like countering an activated ability of Ooh. a creature or a planeswalker. And it, you'd have to be careful with that because if it could just counter any activated ability could have vile on one your opponent fetches 
flashing a spear at and sack at, yeah, you lose your fetch. You don't get to fetch anything. So I'd be like, <laughs> that would that'd be, be kind of busted. That would be funny as hell. <laughs> yeah, oh, that would be go. like, hey, you can't fetch against spirits now. You know, we can stifle your your fetch lands. That would be um, funny as hell. That would be interesting. Yeah. Um, and then other stuff, just like in a really aggressive one drop. Like if we had another like wander type of spirit that got plus one, plus one every time you played another spirit. And if that's all it did, if it was like Champion of the Parish, that would be very strong. <laughs> um, like, and it kept the counters, you know, even yeah. if it didn't disrupt and it flew. So I'm looking to Innistrad, you know, even more than Modern Horizons 3. Like I think one of the Innistrad sets, we got Queller, we got selfless spirit we got rattle chains we got wander like i think self spirit wasn't in the set but it was rattle chains wander and queller all in one eldritch set moon. which are that stable was the, that was the eldritch moon set yes eldritch moon so and that was an innistrad's yes it was still it was still in yeah. the innistrad like it was that weird it was innistrad but it was still eldrazi's coming from the world of zendikar over it's like you didn't have to do the, i see you didn't have to do the batman superman crossover yep kind of oh, like bloodborne okay. like the whole eldrazi in the background but there's ghosts and zombies and stuff yeah like if we get some really good aggressive one drops or disruptive one or two mana spirits i, I mean honestly even if we got a lord another lord for two mana preach that could be in- preach that could be I, interesting. I have, let me just tell you hands down i i, I i've been thinking for the last three months it's like Merfolk got tons of lords, tons of lords. They're like lords galore. Okay, they could make just a set of just pure lords and probably kick ass, and they don't. Okay, spirits. We only have <laughs> two freaking lords, and then we have I to know. put phantasmal image, which is like okay, fine, we'll put it in there, but it's gonna die. You know, I know, we both know. Yeah. Yep. It, it's we need a lord. We need card draw. And not just like, oh, here's a card draw to instant or something. No, 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 or artifact or a oh, spirit planeswalker would be interesting. Just thought that just that, hit my head. That'd be interesting. It would I don't be know interesting. how that would, that would, that would hash out, but that might, it depends how powerful it was. Well, let's pick this. If the Grist, the uh, Hunger Tide, okay, mm-hmm. is an insect. It's a bug, okay, and it had a spark, okay. There's no excuse why we can't have a spirit planeswalker. Very interesting. Think of it, like, I mean, like something, something like Teferi as a spirit planeswalker that would work with color, so they wouldn't get their cards back. Yes, I would be dirty. I, I'd, I'd be okay with that. Like, I, like you heard me say, uh, the uh, uh, quarters attendant, where we destroy non-basic land. Need that. Mm-hmm. We need. We need. I'm not saying land destruction, but uh, like. Like to get rid of Urza's saga, Urza's yeah, Urza saga. We need a card yep. like that to get rid. We need a spirit to do that. We need a card for card drawing. We need a lord, and hands down, we need that Horizon Land, that Azorius Horizon. Oh yeah, land. absolutely. Like, no, oh, it would be nice if in Enestra they printed the the other Horizon Lands. I don't know if they would, but something okay. like finish that cycle. Give us a new really good one mana spirit. Give us a new two mana lord. You know, like these days, I find that. I've thought about, like, what would I replace? You know, like, obviously, Queller, Drog, Skull, Apparition are staples. Um, Supreme Phantom is a staple. Mausoleum Wander is a staple. Spectral I, I Rattle Chains is a staple. Spectral Sailor's um, gone. Gone. Spectral Sailor's gone. Bye. Yeah, I know. I know. I was getting around to that. Yeah. Sailor would be gone in a heartbeat. He's the weakest card in the deck. You know a card? Um, I'm not going to say this card's bad. Selfless Spirit. It's definitely really good in certain situations. Yep. But when people aren't playing a lot of sweepers... And I feel like I see more point removal these days. It's mm-hmm. not quite as good, you yep. know? You read my mind. I was going to go there next because I'm thin, thinking, like, Rattle Chains, you can't give up Rattle Chains. That, that gives creatures Hexproof and Flash. No. You can't no give up Supreme Phantom because it's a Lord. That's stupid. You're, you know, you're going against yourself. The three, mana, the three mana Lords, you can't get rid of any of those. Not, not a damn one. Even if they made another Lord... You're gonna give up drug school, Captain. You're a moron. I do that. Yeah, because he gives hexproof. I, I would never. And you know, I could see in some world where people replace Drossel Captain with a two mana lord, and like, well, it's cheaper. But I, I love Drossel Captain. No, too much. I would never, hands down, ever, ever, ever. Did I say the word ever? Because I'll tell you, I would gives all your creatures hexproof. Like that's that. I know. Like so we good. we see the power that uh, what's this? Uh, Boggles gets because the fact I that. Know. The, the, w- w- 
we have a flying crew that just flies over your walls and everything? No, get out of here. No, no, no. Drag school, drag school captain is a permanent forever. Yes. And you know what? And then a card that I've been impressed with that I have thought was a flex spot, but I'm starting to wonder if it is a shackle, guys. Amen. I, Amen. I love that Amen. card. Because I've kept track, you know, um, not on paper or anything, but I've won a lot of games because of Shacklegeist. A lot of games, like tapping down Death Shadows and Amulet, well, Titans. You know, I had a game where they got out a Titan and an Apparition, their Dryad, and they just couldn't attack with a Titan every turn, just keep tapping it until I can kill them, chipping away. It's funny, I poo-pooed the crap out of that card when I first saw it. I thought the other spirit, the Pilferer, was oh, it would be better yep I, I thought the pilfer was way better and i'm like why is everybody in nixon i'm like okay fine i'll give it a shot and i'm like holy crap this is it's so much even better than uh uh noble gas herald and i love noble gas herald me too yeah i i thought it was like i was like well it's a worse version of noble gas but at least it's two mana because i was thinking ah we don't have to have two spirits that's so much we can't even attack but like it doesn't end up being that way like you can attack with one tap two or like I've had a lot of games where, like, I have Shellgeist and Wander out, play a Supreme Phantom, play a Selfless Spirit, attack for, like, four, I think it's, like, six, no, seven damage, and the next turn I have Supreme Phantom and Shellgeist, who I played during my turn, tap one of their creatures. My, my, now, fa- like, my favorite of all time is that I, I had uh, I had Shacklegeist on the board. The guy had Prime Time, okay, on the board, and, I, like, he's, like, oh, well, I'm going, you know, I'm going to attack, and I'm like, oh, before you declare your attack phase, I have a card in my. I have a spirit or a creature in my graveyard. I'll pl- do the Moreland Haunt. I have the creature one one. I tap my Shackle Geist and the spirit. Will tap your uh, prime time and guess what? He's sitting there watching TV. No, exactly. Yeah, it's like that. That's the power of Shackle Geist. I was like, are you, are you kidding me? It's so stupid good. You know, if nothing else, and this is what kind of, I kind of reveled this moment when I was playing the challenge and I lost my chance at top eight because of the Urza Saga hammer player who put Pithy Needle on Shacklegeist. I'm like, you know, if you're Pithy Needling my Shacklegeist, that says to me, like, this card's dangerous. Like, you can't win against this card. You know, like, when so, you got to think about it sometimes. When people are moving a certain creature, like, on the spot or Pithy Needling it or discarding it, it's like, that's a threat. You know, like, if someone thoughts he's, you're going to discard Spectral Sailor, no. Mm-mm. You know, they're like, I don't care. You're silly. You're absolutely yep. silly if you do some shenanigans like that. Yep, absolutely. So we'll see what Innistrad has to bring, but I'm hopeful, you know. The other tribes can enjoy their time in the sun, but we will be coming back from the grave. Amen, brother. Well, before we let you go, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go shout out real quick to Magnolia Gaming Hoboken. You can find them at Facebook at Magnolia Gaming Hoboken. Just search them on the search bar. And then magnoliagaming.com. Uh, uh, remember, ladies and gentlemen, they just opened Tuesday. They haven't even had a grant opening yet. So uh, it's a soft opening. They're doing uh mon horizons 2 pre-releases right now they're doing other things you may want to check them out remember they focus on trading card games board games dnd uh they have a, a variety of products in the store so check it out if they're there's actually setting their schedule for weekly and monthly events let them know what you want to do over there if you're in that hoboken area or within let's say a tom 10 15 mile radius go check them out it's a moral imperative and if you like that game of um, flesh and blood which is really interesting uh you can play that there, ladies and gentlemen. Just saying. Just humbly saying that. And when you're there, listen. Tell the, the guy, the guy that runs this place, Mike, that MTG Ectoplasm sent you, and even Dr. Doctor Katz. All right? So, Dr. Katz, let me ask you. It's come to the end of the show. Is there anything you want to self-promote and let the world know besides that you came 18th place in a modern challenge where you got to see a whole bunch of new cards and you kicked ass? Anything else you want to share? Thank you. But yeah, um, so I have a Twitter. My Twitter is Dr. Katz11. So D R K A T Z 1 1. Um, I occasionally post some spirits lists on there. Um, I'm going to try to be doing more challenges in the future. If I make top eight or even win a challenge, I'll certainly put the list I used on there. Um, same with league results. 
I'm also potentially going to be starting streaming in the near future on my Twitch handle is Dr. Katz 11 as well, but with a Roman numeral 11. So D-R-K-A-T-Z-I. X-I. For those of you who don't know Roman numerals. Yes, they were back, very popular with the Romans back in the day. <laughs> Absolutely. So those are where you can find me and the Spirits Discord. I'm one of the mods there. Um, we have a lot of good discussion there about the current meta, what we can do to counter it. We talk about Dr. Queller's list. We talk about challenges. Um, easiest way to find it is you can go on Reddit and search for the MTG Spirits Reddit, and right in the top, there's a link to the Discord. I hope you guys talk nice about me in there, too. I'm just saying. Talk very nicely. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> just making sure. Absolutely. I want no rivalries. I'm a rivalry unto my own self. And that made nonsense. I think you're, you're a member, right? <laughs> yes, I'm out. Right? I am yeah. a member of both the Reddit and both uh, and the Discord group. I wish there was more groups with spirits because I joined them on Facebook. They have uh, a New Jersey. Well, they have the New Jersey. Then they have the modern pioneer. And then there's a pioneer. And I'm wondering, like, why is there no legacy? There are legacy players yeah. out there. There was a young man. You're going to laugh at the name. Testacular. Okay. Oh, yeah. He came in first place back in April. Had him on the show with his friend Ben. And let me just tell you, great interview, but it's like, you know, there are spirit players in every yeah. format, and we kick ass. It's a unique Absolutely. tribe, and we, we're, we're a brotherhood. We're a sisterhood. We're a family. And not only that, we're friends. 100%. All right, Dr. Katz, anything else you want to share with us? I think that's it. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I got to make sure I'm out. Yep, I'm ready to go. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you, ladies. Thank you very much for listening to the show. Remember, whatever streaming service you're using, hit that like, follow, or subscribe. Remember, I'm not charging you a penny for the show. I'm, I bring on guests all the time because they want to share with you their knowledge. And you know what? I enjoy having them on, just like Dr. Katz. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I wish you a good day. Make your opponents say boo sheet. And remember one good one thing. Support your LGSs. All right? Have a good one, ladies and gentlemen.